Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Tramplebet Podcast for Saturday, 19th of October, 2019. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Hi, John. How you doing? And Gordo. All right. Good international break. Oh, the shank man. I'm banhammering anyone who talks about real football being back. See if you know any of these people who say this all the time. It's mainly only Scottish fans because of how bad we are. But the international break is shit. But see when you catch them watching the World Cup, just turn the TV off or something. If it's in your house and it's happening in front of you, <laughs> turn the TV off and go, no, no, you don't get to enjoy this. This isn't real football. Major football tournaments are excellent. The international break is crap. I, I disagree, like, entirely. I like the international It's like the Rugby World Cup. Everyone knows there are eight teams that are actually competitive in international rugby. The rest is bollocks. Rangers started their season the third week in June. I need I need a wee break for club football. There's been so many games. I mean, I, I actually did okay on the international break from a from a gambling perspective, thanks to Russia and Poland. So, like, they're now my new two favourite teams. Same for that me was all right. Spain, which I think did the opposite for Andy on that one. <laughs> that Norway penalty in like Aye. the ninety third minute. What's he? What's the keeper doing? He goes for a clean punch to the face. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. It's in oh, the ninety third minute. They're beating Norway one nil, and it's um, it's Kepa. He just comes out and takes the lad out. But not even, like, the boy heads it away to the left and the boy doesn't see this coming and the keeper's just there. He misses his face by about, I don't know, six inches, but the guy's full, full chest right into the face. It's a penalty. And Ramos is up like, oh, he, does it, he was allowed to go for that ball. Was he fucking, he killed him? Yeah. So we took a week off because of international football. Uh, the week before, we had a pretty miserable week, but we'll just breeze past it as quick as possible. We only had, like, two successes out of You had two successes, John. Yeah, yeah this is a good podcast. But even that, my banker failed because yeah. Leon are just Leon and Mexico are so bad. At That's home. twice in a week you've taken them, yes. and twice they've let you down. So probably stay away from. They're them. out. They're out. They're the Kilmarnock of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone, man. Yeah. So if you want a recap of them, you can go back and listen to the episode. But it was pretty bleak from it there was, on. It, it, it was dire. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't. Um, so we'll just breeze past that. You can go back and listen to it if you want. But we're going to go into Scots Abroad. The reason we're going to breeze past it quick as possible, one, it was shite. And two, our Athonic account, um, where we upload podcasts to, with the tier that we've paid for, just to get an extra five minutes at the end of this, we'd have to pay another 15, 20 quid. Yep. Just for one episode to get us to next month. And obviously we provide this content for, for free. free. You're yeah, listening yeah. to this for free, but it's not free behind the scenes. And I mean, based on the pitch on the 5th of October, yeah, there's a reason that it's free. <laughs> Pretty much. And to be fair, I think the audience would much prefer to hear about how good Lauren Shankland is. That's exactly where we're going to end up with yeah. this, the Scots abroad, even though he's not abroad as well. So, so we're on the clock here. We have we have 40 minutes of recording time. Yes. And that's if everything goes swimmingly. So this podcast will be less than 40 minutes. It has to be. It has to be. There's no, Gary's warned us strictly that there's nowhere around it. Getting jiggy with it. 
Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. So Scottish players abroad, we'll just quickly go with the, the two women playing in America. Rachel Corsi, Claire Emsley, their seasons are over. Um, Orlando drew two each and Utah won 2-1 against Houston Dash. Both play, Emsley only played 45 minutes, she went off injured. She had a good assist for the first goal, um, but thereafter it was a pretty poor performance. We've talked about this before. Their keeper, Orlando's keeper, is the oh. only thing. They, they, they finished bottom of the league, to be clear, with a minus 27 goal difference, but their keeper is the only thing that's made that look respectable. She's just on the highlights reel every week. Yeah. And maybe part of that's the law of averages, that if you face 10 million shots, you're going to make some good saves. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get really good at goalkeeping when yeah. people shoot at you all, all the time. The time. Um, Jack Harper played for Alcaron. He played 61 minutes. He wasn't involved in any of the goals, but they did one free one away. Sporting Hee Hong. Yes. Formerly good, of good Nacho Novo's CV list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan Gold, star of the show. Oh. Outstanding performance for Ferenc. He is on fire. Little number 23. And for me, I'm going to see if he's another four weeks like this. I'm going to start doing the Lauren Shanklin thing we done. Just right. hype him up yep. for the main national Because yeah. the Portuguese second division has to be as good a level as the Scottish Championship. Has yeah. to be. Yeah, easily. The so, grounds look nicer. That's... Yeah. He looks like he enjoys it because it's sunny all the time. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. So he was involved in the, the red card for the home team. He was. He burst through on goal. So it's a team called Cova de Piepe, but I'm going to just call them Cova, Cova Dad Paya Daddy. Yep. That's the one. Could have yeah. just gone for Cova there. Nah, I want the, the, the Cova, Cova da Pia Daddy. Okay. Yeah, he needed to fill him. Um, he was involved in the first goal, cross, free kick from about 35 yards, was flicked on and then headed in at the back post. He should have scored. Mm. He had two or three good chances, but on his right foot. Yep. The one back across the goal. That yes. It looks like it's even going to deflect in at the back post. Yeah. yeah. And then he hit the head. He hit the bar with a header thereafter. But we've been saying this for a while. Since he's been at Friends, so before he came to Hibs on loan in this bizarre deal, that I still don't know why it happened, he was hitting really good form my friends. So friends are third in the league just now, two points off top. Two places go up. There's no playoff in Portugal. It's just two go up, yeah. two go down. I think if he keeps playing the way as he'll be in the top flight in Portugal one way or another. Because mm-hmm. there's no way he's going to play against the teams he's playing against, the way he's playing. And not get picked. And somebody's not going to go, huh. Yeah. Because what is this? Does he still have any ties to sporting? No, no, no. They released his contract. He was in right. the last year, so they released his contract. Friends is really near Faro. Is International it? Airport in the Algarve. Like, so you really team, team why, out why don't we just go one day? Yeah, I've contacted them now directly because he's left Twitter. It's not on Twitter anymore. I don't really know why. I'm, I'm assuming it's something to do with the constant Scottish media. He probably just gets a that he's a nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like the Mark, it's a Mark Kerr illness. <laughs> like only remembered for being something in Champman. Yeah, that was it. Do you think we could get over there and maybe do the English commentary for the game? Like just that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just ask them, yeah. Just ask them, like, just give us a mic. So we've I've asked the media team if we'd be able to do an interview, recorded or not recorded, just for something to relay back, even if it's just us reading the text from what the interview was. Yeah. But I suppose if we got in communication, the question could be, could we come over and do a recorded well, podcast I'd, I'd, commentating I'd, I'd and doing the game? Pay for it. Like, do you know what I mean? I'd, I'm happy to go to Portugal anyway on my own dime. Mm-hmm. If that's something we could just do when we were there, like I'd go to the game anyway. Be quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Watt and Liam Henderson were on international. They weren't on international duty, but they were on international break. break. Yep. Uh, Charlie Gilmore played for Telstar. They drew two each away to FC Os. He played ninety minutes, not involved in any of the goals. Um, so 
not much more there. He was involved in the game the week before when we took the week off, they lost 2-1. So that was them breaking a, a run of five defeats in a row. Mm. So he has improved, but he has a centre mid, so it's one of those positions where see at least if it was a centre back or a centre forward. We can actually really more information, but seeing these highlight packages, unless he's scoring a goal, he's not really going to be involved. Yep. It's really hard to see anything from him. So that brings us on to Fraser Hornby, who scored, when we were off, he scored his first two goals in the league for Kortrijk in Belgium. So he's been on under-21 duty. They drew disappointingly with Lithuania at home, but then went to Czech Republic and got a good 0-0 draw. Oh, so under and the Czech under-21 team are decent. Yeah. So they're still top of their uh, Euro group for the under-21. So Eight points, four games, four goals, one conceded. Yes. That's the kind of Scotland team I'm looking for. Well, there has been, what is it, is it? Two wins, two draws then. Yeah, it's actually weird. I'm just but having a look at the table. But annoyingly, we beat Croatia. Yeah. yeah. And, but Croatia, have, like, so we've played four games and Croatia have played two. Right. <laughs> that's like the darts league we try and run at work. Yeah, that's There's right. always someone that doesn't fulfil yeah, their fixtures. Like, so you actually have to play three back-to-back games in June. Oli Burke and Johnny Russell were on international duty with the Scottish first team. I feel so bad for Johnny Russell. Right, Oli Burke will never be called up again. Because he's not very good. Because... Uh, Lauren Shanklin within five minutes in Russia had already done more than he'd done than in the entire done first half. Yep. There's a reason he got taken off so quickly. Um, I felt Johnny Russell should have started because uh, Kenny Miller was on is it the Football Daft or the Daft Football Podcast the one that you and Cameron and Grado do? Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about playing in America and constantly travelling back and forth and that's why he retired from international duty. Mm. And I went Johnny Russell has not missed a squad no, he's there. Yeah. Every single time. Every time. And he's usually on the bench. And I was thinking, when I seen the lineup, I thought, to be fair, Ryan Christ against San Marino. I know it's San Marino. He was good. Mm-hmm. But I was going, why would you not give Johnny Russell a start in that game? There was, n- there was no need to play Christie. We know what Christie does. Yeah, totally. We, we, and we also get to see him almost every week here. Johnny Russell, we don't. Johnny Russell finished the season. He did come, he did come on. But for the what, last like 21 20 minutes? minutes? Aye, yeah. 21 minutes. But Johnny Russell scored 13 goals and set up eight in the MLS this year in a team that finished third bottom in their section. Yeah, so he's doing That's everything quite for impressive, them. yes. Yeah. Which is why he still, for people who don't listen to this, if only you start and listen to this podcast or don't follow the MLS, Johnny Russell was in a really good season for them. And he's decent. He's, he's still, what, 28? He's still, still a young he's enough He's under player. 30. Yeah, yeah, he's still young enough to be getting called up. But... Yeah, Lauren Shankland. The annoying part of this was because we didn't do a podcast, we did do the trampled bat one. Yes. On Sunday. And when it comes out, which should be Wednesday night, Thursday night, there is a bit you will hear me saying that I'm going to the game and it will be 6 0. Shankland will start and he will score, but I said two. You goals. said two. Yeah. I was gutted, man. I was raging. I was raging. That was almost an excellent ball. request of it. Right <laughs> I there. Know. Did you see, did, like, his movement's just on, like, in comparison to so the rest of our strike for, force. Interestingly, being the main striker in a game, a game against San Marino isn't necessarily that good, because guys like McTominay were just taking the opportunity to Shoot. try and score absolute worldly goals. I mean, he, like, from 20, 25 I mean, he, yards out. two really good efforts. Yeah, he did. Yeah, pinged the bar. But it's not actually goal. the best game to be an out-and-out poacher striker. No. No. Definitely not. But... It was his movement. The thing I noticed, and I know that this is people going to go again. I know it's against San Marino, but see for the goal that he does get. I think he's offside, by the way, for the goal. The ball breaks back to McGregor at one point, mm-hmm. and he's offside. He gets back onside, like five yard sprint. It then breaks back out to McTominay for the shot and gets straight back 
almost onside. Yeah. But he's constantly known he has to get back in because he's got a chance of getting those rebounds. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that, that's what he does. That's why he Aye. scores so many goals in the championship that other people don't is because, well, it's effort and also knowledge. Yeah. He gets himself into the right places every single time. Yeah. But there, are, there is, there's players that we've covered before. David Bates, once fit with Sheffield Wednesday, will be in that squad. He should be. Because n- I like Stuart Finlay, but none of those centre-halves are as good as him. They're not. They're just not. Um, unfortunately, Scott McKenna, who isn't the Scott Broad, isn't going to get is going to get back in the squad. Well, do you know like Finlay? I thought Finlay was all right. I mean, he's all right, but he's not. He's not as good as Bates. No, I don't think he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, my biggest fear is that he's going to go with Tierney at centre half, which I don't know if it's good or bad idea to be honest. But have we seen him play at centre half? He played against Holland, the one 0 defeat. Malky Mackay's one game, and he was actually really, really fucking good. <laughs> the only other time he's done when we've played three at the back, and he's been the left centre behind. Robertson, right? Okay. But you can ended up killing both players. Yeah, because it's just Ro- Robertson's got nobody to link up with, mm-hmm. and Tierney's essentially playing as a centre half without any other responsibility. Um, the, the one I did miss was, which we should have referenced, but because we went on about it whilst it was happening, was Ziggy Gordon. So Adelaide won two one. Um, they got a man sent off when they were one 0 up, and it changed the whole game. Essentially, they scored and two within was, ten minutes. Yeah, and that was like the last fifteen minutes yeah. of the match. They were one 0 up with fifteen to go, so that was a shame. Not a red card either. No, no, well, not, not a second gel. No. Um, they've now started the season. They lost 2-1 at Western Sydney Windows. But I was texting the group chat one yeah. I put a 25 quid free bet and stuck it on them. It went at 5-1. to one, And as soon as they took the lead, I took the, I think it was like 40 quid profit for a free bet. I was like, because they didn't look like they were going to win. No, but get they just took the lead. I was like, love getting up. I'm one t- all. taking this. Um, yeah, so that national football, we said we'd talk about this. The England game. Oh, yeah. Watched it. Um, you, you don't think it was as bad or what? I've only seen highlights of it now. No, I thought the ITV coverage of it was boring. She kept panning to the crowd. To like they did, they did, they did highlights after the game, and it was it was highlights of people being racist. Like there was no football highlights. Right. Okay. Um, it was just the way it was covered, as if this was a brand new thing that England have unearthed as the saviors of the fucking world. Right. Okay. And it was like this happens all the time. Like there are scumbags that go to football. All the time, like all over the world. Like last year, a South American Cup final was held in Spain because of crowd <laughs> trouble. Like this isn't something that we're, we've just suddenly become aware of yeah. and England need to save the entire planet from. Yeah, I think there's a very, it's a very dangerous thing to go on about because there have been numerous videos of West Ham fans. Chelsea. Millwall fans. Chelsea fans. Yeah. Racially abusing and it's not been exaggerated in the same way. And this is a culture that we have influence over. I think the only person I've actually heard speak out is probably Raheem Sterling, who has said that we have a racism problem in this country. Yeah. And that was when it happened at Chelsea. And then, where was it Montenegro they played the last time this happened? Yeah. And he said a similar thing was that we still have a problem back home that needs fixed. Mm-hmm. And but, but again, it's a, it's, it's a worldwide problem that isn't just isolated to football either. Yeah, I don't think anyone... Well, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen anyone say it's a football issue. I think I've seen continuously people no, say... No, but I've seen people ma- going, like, UEFA needs to come in and sort this out. And I'm like, well, technically, if the police are, are there and are doing their job correctly, they should sort it out. Yeah, but there was a lot of photos appeared from the games from fans in the streets of, like, random bars and stuff having swastika stickers, like, in the bars, like, openly in... I mean, they weren't put up by the pub... Owners. No, well, you, they you, they, you would hope not. But they also weren't 
taken down. Like the their stickers that are worn have been there more than that morning. Yeah. And it's almost like an accepted cultural issue. My biggest point well, but, is... But, but, but maybe it is a cultural issue because someone posted up a picture on Twitter of England fans misbehaving with like salutes and various things. And someone came under it and went, it's very unfair in 2019 to compare this to a photo that was taken in the 90s. And I was like, but maybe by the same reflection, it's perhaps unfair to compare society in Britain in 2019 with a society in the likes of Romania in 2019 because they're at different stages of development. Yeah. Like they are. Well, there's nothing um, there's nothing in Romania for mass migration from Indians, Pakistanis, um, other nations that may contain other um, races or religions. There's yeah. nothing There's nothing to go there. Britain had this massive cultural shift yeah, we, from... We, from Hundreds of years ago, uh, yeah, exactly. Did they come here? It, it, like it's international football. Countries are incredibly different. You only need to go round the globe to see different states of development in different, you know, in stages yeah. of whether it's IT literature, to say whether it's GDP, whether it's anything. Countries are massively different. The way that Thailand, uh, Thailand operates is very different to the way that you know living in London is. Yeah, worst Thai food in London. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly a social commentator, but I understand this is very, very complicated. Yeah. Um, and it, it is not just as easy as having a quick rant on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I do like think... You can't ban the World Cup. You can't just ban teams from the... I think you can, though. But but who who picks? Who chooses? Surely England so, would so, then so get done is it, for that. Like is, it, is, it only, is it only racism if England complain about it that gets a country banned? Or what about fan trouble? What about fighting? Is that not as bad? That's that's but that's, that's is that not as bad a thing? Do we not ban countries for that? Is physical harm worse than mental harm? And that like so England fans. If one guy, up if one guy on behind chair. the dugout makes a monkey noise at someone. I mean, does it, that get a whole team banned? I mean, it that is such a dangerous precedent. But to it say definitely if it's wasn't one guy, one person. It was definitely. Maybe a group of ultras of five. Oh, there was a group of ultras doing it, and they get shifted out at half time. Yeah, like you actually—it's almost like they're choreographed. It's weird. There's no one pressuring them to go out. It's almost like they get up and go out themselves. But yeah, if 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 one guy does it, what does that mean? Yeah, no, I know. Like I don't know. I'm glad I'm not making the decision. But I guess the idea is it's the similar thing that we're having at Ibrox, whereby it's strict liability. If if you're not deemed as doing anything about it, which is what. What did the Bulgarian pres uh, the football president say? Well, he resigned today. No, but what he said yesterday, Bulgaria does not have a racism problem. He's like, we, we, he's like, we don't have a racism. We problem. don't have a racism. So they're doing fuck all about it, and then that happens. You go. So, like, what are you doing then? Because they clearly do. Like, that's, oh, they do. Um, ma, but, ma, but, but is it a football authorities? Is it a football governing body's position to try and fix society? The reason I'm not commenting here is because I've sat beside Andy and had this discussion already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 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 agree, so, I, I, I agree with what he's saying. Like, there's, there's, there's. I, I'm not saying that in any way condoning what the Bulgaria fans did. See, and that's another thing. Everyone that starts talking about this has to say that up front. Well, that because everyone feels the need to preface any sort of discussion on this because they're scared of being. Oh yeah, is, yeah. If you, you know, don't... so you have to say it up front every single time. It's repetitive. It's boring. We all we all understand this. So to put right? my uh, little compliance right. in front there, um, but what what Andy was saying, I agree with because like, surely England fans like barring folk at a game 
is worse than someone shouting something from the fans. But now we're getting to the... But it's sticky it's because the, it's, it's the harm that each thing causes. I just think if you're going to have zero tolerance about something, who chooses what that something is? And then do we just start banning teams from, from World Cups or for international competition? I mean, I mean, it's a really it, fine line. It would be a tiered thing. It I mean, look, look what happens when we've got VAR trying to judge an offside. And Imagine banning an entire country. You'll have fans going, yeah, but I'm part of this country and I didn't do anything. That's, but that's how that works, though. That was the... It's like when a teacher used to give the whole class lines because someone was talking. That's just fucking lazy. <laughs> well, no, no, but... Like... No, but you're not... You're do not... your job, find out who it is, and deal and deal with them. It should just be a tiered thing, though. If you've been given a stadium closure and it happens again, then you're out of a tournament. It's that simple. It's, it's that simple. Rangers should get a stadium closure if something happens again, and then they should be chucked out of Europe. It's that simple. It shouldn't be difficult. It really shouldn't be. And as for the fighting thing, it's a different argument. It's a... It's a why should we try and cut our... Uh, Emissions, whilst China is still polluting there, it's not the same thing. It's like we, we, con- we, can, we can still do something about the thing we're in charge of. Contrarian about it, just be like, "Oh, that's much worse." And then you can always, you can always find something that's worse. And I think it. in society we have said that racial abuse or whatever is worse than actually fighting someone in the street. Oh, we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm saying that. Yeah, we have yeah. in the United Kingdom and possibly to some extent in America. But the whole world doesn't operate the same way that we operate. Yeah. Our values are different <laughs> to other countries. Yeah. Like. They are, but then I think and whether that, whether that's right or wrong is a discussion to be had by by another podcast for other people. Well, I think that's what I would like. Though I'd, I would like UEFA to come out and say what exactly it is they think because. But is it is it UEFA? Like, should they be in the position to dictate what's yeah morally correct in society across no, the globe? But they should be able a to football di- body. They should be able to dictate what they want at the World Cup tournaments. They can do that. Yeah, but would you trust them to do that? No, they won't because <laughs> this is just going to get any countries that are racist. But <laughs> the majority of Europe has had this issue. Russia's had it in Champions League games. Spain yeah. have had it oh, in absolutely. international football. Yeah. France have had it in international football. Italy have had it in international football and league games. It's we had it We had it in the pretty bad in the 80s and 90s. We still have it with anti-Catholic. We still have it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose you could get to a point where it would be drilled down to the point where we had a tournament that San Marino might win. I'd love to see that. Just just for San Marino's sake. You but know, they're like San, World Cup winners and it'd say, it'd say like However, San Marino asterisk and then in the wee asterisk. Can I just point look. out that because Bulgaria got such a pumping that we could face them in the semi-finals of the Nations League and if that gets drawn <sighs> to be fair, then I'm all for banning them yeah. from the tournament. <laughs> 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 There'll be a petition. Back on, back on the podcast like, I can't believe they've let these people back. This is disgusting. <clears throat> Shanklin will start the final. <laughs> But onto the onto the picks. Yeah. Onto, no, no. We've no. got one more. Have we got one more? Mikey Hewitt, big Mitch played uh, back in the back in the team for winning. They won three two against Troon. Mm-hmm. In ninety minutes, couldn't find any highlights on the game. But I was just confused because he never started the previous mm-hmm. game. I think I'd said in the podcast we didn't have an update from Ben. Uh-huh. He didn't play. Oh, he was on the bench the whole game. So Troon, interestingly enough, in that in that league, um, there's a big beef between them and Irvin Meda because Troon's manager last season said that Irvin uh, Meda were the worst team in the league and that they should get relegated. They'll be getting relegated this season. And Troon finished way below them. Meda almost like Meda were the top three. And then this is the whole thing. Like every week when Troon get beat, the Irvin Herald posts. <laughs> Worst team in the league losing it <laughs> and all that stuff. I love that level of kind of like, yeah, pettiness. So, yeah. Right, guys, we need to do this in less than 20 minutes. We're on the clock. <laughs> now, 
this week's picks. Um, I'll go first then, fly through it. My banker, Victoria Pilsen, at home to, you called them Bankro Strava because of the odds change. <laughs> I've now had to verify my odds with Andy that at the time no. I take them. Because there was a big shift at like a half in odds. Yeah. When I took them from a value, yeah, yeah. they became like a massive banker. So I'm now screenshotting these odds. They are currently four to nine. I have photographic proof for everyone involved. <laughs> On bet 365. Pilsen um, have won four of the last five at home. Um, but it's mainly against Banico Strava, who do have a really good home record, but they are miserable away. They've lost three out of five away from home. They've not won yet in the league at home. Victoria Pilsen are a better team. They should be in the Champions League. But I'm going home. You're getting four to nine. Nothing more to say on the Czech Republic. My banker's playing at home as well, but a lot closer to our home. It's Inverness versus Alloa. You'll get Inverness at 1-2 to two in the Scottish Championship Saturday, 3pm. Inverness have 16 points, third in the table, playing against 8th place Alloa on 8 points. 8th um, place doesn't sound that bad, but it's only a 10-team league. <laughs> yeah. Inverness have won three of their four home games this season. Uh, combined scoreline of 10-4. Alloa are going to struggle. Um, I know the championship because I watch it every week. Um, they're going to be one of the basement guys come the end of the season. Trip to Inverness is probably the hardest game in the entire league. Uh, Inverness, they've won the last three meetings of these teams. One to two is a good price. And the last time there was an international break on the return, you took Inverness to beat a team that they'd already beaten in the League Challenge Cup the week before, which is exactly what this is a repeat of last week's win against Alloa in the League Challenge Cup. So they're going to win comfortably. Is what Should I'm win comfortably. Nice. Well, so the the, the guys we've, have we've let, changed your the, format. The guys have let me into the banker value and uh, outsider format because a treble's really hard, and I get <laughs> I, I just get no plot props. Our, our, our HR three. department said because you had to get a treble up, it was causing a lot of bullying online. Right, okay. And we were worried about your mental health. It's amazing <laughs> that we can we can we can fix this uh, this an NHR area in this <laughs> this cube. When I, I, the office is I, right there. The, and in the spider toilet. The spider toilet. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so 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 my banker this week is Aarhus at home to Silkeberg. They are one to three. Silke- our house. Aarhus versus <laughs> Silkeberg. Uh, Aarhus are pretty decent at home. They've won the last four, including beating Norgeland and other people near the top of the table. Silkeberg are terrible. Just, just terrible. They have two points this season. They've played six games. They've scored seven. They've conceded 16. Aarhus are one to three at home. All you need to know. I like all the bankers. By the way, I think they're all good. guaranteed. Might do a wee treble then. Right. That's a good idea. Uh, my value, Hitafi at home to Leganes. Uh, Hitafi have only got two defeats at home this season. They've come against Athletic Madrid and Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They're okay teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Leganes have not won in any of their nine competitive games so far away from home. They've lost seven, drawn two. You're getting 9-10, to 10, almost even money for Hitafi. I can't see it going any other way. Hitafi, home win, 9-10. to 10. I'm in the English Championship, another Saturday 3pm kickoff. I'm taking Peterborough, who are away from home at Gillingham. It's slightly better than evens, 8-7 to seven on 3.65. Peterborough third in the Championship. They just score goals. Lots of goals. They've even got the top two goal scorers in the division. Who are they? Um, so Tony's got 10 and Isa on 9. Um, so Peterborough's front two. I've scored more goals individually than like the rest of the league, which is... <laughs> That's exactly. pretty impressive. Um I really, I also really fancy Peterborough to go up this year. They were one of my picks at the in the season opening thing. Gillingham, fifteenth place. Don't think they'll really struggle. Uh, Mid table's pretty much where they're going to finish. Over evens for a Peterborough win, I think represents good value just with how informed their goal scoring is right now. My only concern was that Gillingham can score goals as well. I mean, but they're terrible at the back. Yeah, and against Peterborough's strike force, 
I just, oh, I think Peter will score more yeah. goals. Yanking that league though, there are there are odd results in those leagues. That's like a very hard of, league to get out. Yeah, of. the the one the one thing I was looking at was Ipswich on Sunday. I wait, I can Stanley by the way was another value that I would look at because you're getting seven to five, I think, and it's, it's good price. And Ipswich are really good to know in Accrington. Aren't <laughs> are also, but I wasn't taking it with my value. I just remember I seen it on the Sunday. I don't like picking Sunday games. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, my value is St. Pauli at home to Darmstadt. Uh, St. Pauli have a decent home record this season. They've played four games um, and they've won three of them. Darmstadt away have two points from five games. They've scored three, conceded nine. Uh, St. Pauli are a much better team than Darmstadt. Darmstadt are just not very good. And uh, and my odds have now dropped to nine to ten. Nine to ten is good. That's yeah, a good I, price I had, for that. I had it written down as evens. <laughs> well, you might... <laughs> You might get it evens yeah. from one of one of the other bookies. Yeah, so, um, so around evens. That's three picks around evens that I like the look of. So, I mean, St. Pauli just look really good. Darmstadt's away record's terrible. They the own like they've lost against they've lost four of the last five. They drew two each with VFL Bosham. Um, St. Pauli at home are, are really good. The only people they've lost to is Alborg <laughs> in the Danish league. Um, they played a friendly in between. Um, so I, I really fancy St. Pauli. So that's mine. And nine to ten. Yeah, I don't really understand why the odds are so good for that. They'll they'll come in more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, I don't. That won't that won't be evens come kick yeah. off. So get them as soon as the podcast comes out. <laughs> if you if you lose out money from this, blame Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my outsider. So I'm back in the Czech Republic. I mean, I think this is now. I think this is like my Japanese league. Yeah, or your French league. I think I love I'm, the Czech Republic. I'm really enjoying the league. So Zlin at home to Mlada Boleslav. I'm taking their away team at 13 eight. They are just slight outsiders. They are terrible away from home. Like, they are awful away from home. But you cannot pick up 21 points from a possible 21 at home, beat the current champions, Victoria Pilsen at home, before the international break, and not have some sort of uptake yeah. on your next away game. They're playing a team that have only won twice in the last 10 at home games as well. So although their away record is awful, the team they're playing's home record is also awful. I just think after that result, Last week, I get two weeks ago against Pilsen. I think they'll win this. 13 8 is too good. I'm backing it because this will be the third time I've picked them and they've not let me down yet. Nice. So I'm riding the Mladen Boleslav train. 13 to 8. Yeah. 13 to 8. Um, I, I'm being slightly more ambitious this week. Um, I've got West Ham away at Everton at odds of 3 to 1. It's the <laughs> TV game on Saturday at lunchtime, 12 30. <laughs> Everton are just. Bad. Dire four <laughs> four league defeats in a row. They're now yeah. in the relegation places. They're so bad at the back. They've actually only scored six goals this season from eight games. That's something that perhaps people don't recognise. Not only are they terrible at the back, but they don't produce up front goals. either. Yeah. West Ham respectable eighth in the table. Yarmolenko's scoring. Sebastian Haller's now got a few goals under his belt. They're going to cause significant problems for Everton, who are pretty low on confidence. I think three to one is just too big a price. Yarmolenko scored again during the week for yeah. Ukraine as well. So I mean, their strikers on Haller is just unbelievable at the moment as well. He's an absolute unit up top. That boy. So three to one, they're going to cause Everton problems. Yeah, uh, he's about to go against you. I can feel it happening here. Not again. Well, yeah, just a wee bit. I think it's it's a two-two draw. I think it's a high scoring. Maybe that's fine. You know, if it ends a draw, that's okay. I'm quite glad I'm on the side that's three to one plus. I'm going to say if Everton don't start with a Wobey and Keane, they will not win. Okay, so that's, there you go. That's, that's, my, that's John's extra bit of insight um, into that. A Wobey midweek against Brazil was phenomenal. Um, 
And any time I've seen him play for Everton, he's really good. And Moises Keane hasn't been given a chance, but he scored under 21 goals again in the break. I don't get why he's not starting. Like, mm. I know he's came in your league, but any time he's come on, he's looked okay to me. The Wobies look brilliant. I think they're playing players who are just going through emotions all the time. I've never understand how Phil Walcott gets near a Premiership team. Ever. The fact that he was at Arsenal was a miracle. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, it depends. I think West Ham, West Ham are a better side than Everton just now. But at the same time, I don't understand how Everton have bought hundreds of players. Yeah. Like Richarlison, Iwobi, Sigurdsson, Schneiderlin. Who's the boy up front that they got Joe from Paul? No, that's East Newcastle, isn't he? Uh, he's Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. And they've got Mo- Moises Keane. I, I, yeah. I don't get how they're struggling so much, but... Yeah. It's difficult when you're in that funk, though, to get out of it. Yeah. So Can't buy your way out of it. Um, so my pick, um, outsider, is Ayr at Dunfermline. Um, so I hope James is listening here, because I'm about to slate Dunfermline. Um, he's also an Everton fan. Is he? Are we going against all of his picks? <laughs> uh, so as he said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, they're rubbish at home. Like, really bad. Um, they've, I mean, their last five games have been draw, loss, loss, draw. Um, I, I mean, I just think Ayr, are, they're a much better team away from home. Ayr have got nine points from their four games they've played. They beat Arbroath, they beat Al. They're beating teams that um, Dunfermline have lost to already. Um and I think the the kind of money you're getting from seventy five. Oh, I had eight to five, seventy five, seventeen to eleven, three to two. They are they are they are favourites to win that game. Yeah, but I, I do fancy them away from home. I think that's quite a big price as well. Um, and I, I mean, if you look at them, Fairman's form, their home form, they get two points from four games. Yeah, they're terrible. And it, it, yeah, they're just bad. So I, I fancy air for that. And um, yeah, yeah, I fancy air as well. As an outsider, I actually was hoping there would be a larger odds than that. But, yeah, they're not an outsider though. They're actually favourites for that game. I'd say they're good odds. I'll, I'll oh, they're good odds. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even check them. Ma- odds mother, like. mother, mother, one for for that one. If you want something else quite spicy, is uh, Long are playing against. Oh, Memorial. French! Here we go. Yeah, well, I've got to get some French in. You know, like uh, lo- sorry, Longs are playing against <laughs> Augsburg, and Long are really, really good at home. But Augsburg are pretty good as well. Like so, okay, uh, and their away form's pretty decent as well. They they beat Le Havre. That's Augsburg beat Le Havre. They beat Chambly. Beat beat Ajaccio. Um and you're getting Augsburg away at sixteen to five. So that was another nice. one who were interested in, but uh, Long do have a Dundee and, uh, a Dundee born player playing for them now. So I feel like I'm going against them already. <laughs> and to add another outsider, uh, Northampton versus Salford. Salford are thirteen to five. They've won the last two games. Northampton are a run of three defeats in a row, mm. but Northampton are favourites at home because they do have quite a good home record. But they've lost the last two. Um, Salford looking to be a good bit of form. It's worth a look, but it's not the one I'm. Committing it's not to. the one you're committing to. I like it. Uh, Charity bet, treble, Central Coast Mariners versus Newcastle Jets. The season is back underway. I'm going over 2.5 goals. They played three times last year. One of the results is one each, which would have been under this bet. But the other two were 5-1 in the cup and 8-2 in the league. 8-2. Um, Love Australia. Uh, every game they've been involved in competitively, bar Newcastle Jets opening league fixture, which is nine games so far. So that's the four cup games each, two league games each. I've been over 2.5 goals. So... I'm fairly confident that there'll be goals in this game. Just whichever what way What are the odds on that? Like 1-7? No, you're getting 8-11. Eight, eight <laughs> That's really good. 8-11 as it stands. <laughs> over 2.5 goals, yeah. Because I almost took this over 1.5 as my banker, but it went from 1-6 one, one for over 1.5, but 8-11 for over 2.5. 
I'm pretty confident that this will happen. And that will be the live game on Sunday morning. On oh, is BT that Sport. 8 o'clock kickoff or something? 8 or 10.50. There's two games on every Saturday, Sunday. It's amazing. So, my charity pick's in the Danish Super League. It's Friday at 6pm UK time. It's Odense away at Alborg. You'll get Odense at the pretty big odds of 2-1. to one. So, I was going to have them as my outsider and I shifted them into the charity bit. Um, <laughs> they love beating Alborg. Uh, since 2016, they've met eight times. One win for Alborg, five wins for Odense, two draws. Uh, the fixtures played at Alborg's home ground have resulted in one draw, three away wins for Odense. So while the season's still early, Odense are in fourth place, Alborg in ninth. It's just that historical record between the two sides. I think there's a lot of value to be had in a 2-1 to price for an Odense win. My only concern is they beat Copenhagen three weeks ago at home, 1-0. But they did get pumped in the game. Yeah, and like they FC were, Cole just didn't yeah, get the ball in it. They were pummeled by them. So it's really, it's really that's the one thing that I like about live score with all these leagues is you get stats in them now. Yeah. So if a team does win 1-0... You can at least look into it and go, I bet they get pumped. You see the game. Coventry Tranmere stats that I sent you the other day. After 75 minutes, Coventry had had 17 shots off target. Yeah. Tranmere had had zero. Tranmere won the game 1 0. Yeah, because they shot on target. I think I'd looked at that for a, like an over 0.5 goal bet, like about 60 minutes yeah. in. Only Co- because. But Coventry, you're thinking Coventry would but, get the goal. But that's exactly why I never bet on a team to win. And I'll yeah. look at just a goal because if it gets stung, you go, doesn't matter. Yeah, totally. And my one for the charity is in the Italian Sierra B. It is Citadella versus Casenza. And I fancy Citadella at home. They are evens. They are playing against Casenza. Um, Citadella have 12 points. Casenza have four. Casenza just aren't very good. Um, Citadella are pretty much the best team at home in the league. Um, they've won four of their last five games. Um, Casenza have drawn three and lost two. Um, the historic record has uh, Citadella. They beat them last year, but the, the previous record is from 2002. But I'm going to take that in my stride. <laughs> um, so I just I just think they're a, a better team. I think Evens is a good price for them. And yeah, uh, that's the Friday night. That's the only Friday night game I've got this week. Which... So two of the charity picks then are Friday night. Nice. Mine's Friday night as well. I looked at that, Albert. I was laughing. See when you moved it. I moved that into the charity because I, sh- I thought you could say shat it. <laughs> 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 Not at all. <laughs> Man, you Liverpool? Have oh, you li- they are getting pop up a pumped. I've got a request a bit, but I'm now seeing that Man, you've got a lot of their players back fit. Well, not they won't be match fit, but they'll be back available. So yeah. Shaw, uh, Wan-Bissaka, Martial and Pogba are all back fit. Yeah. But whether they'll play or not, I don't know. So I've got a request a bit that will fire in on Friday or Saturday whenever it makes sense to ask Sky Sports for the request a bit. Both teams to score. Mm-hmm. Five Liverpool corners. Yep. McTominay, Young, Henderson, and Matip all to be carded. I reckon for that you're going to 125 to 1. Yeah. That's what I'd be hoping for. So we'll file that out and see what they get. It will obviously depend on Young starting because I think the other three are probably guaranteed to start. Yeah. Well, Henderson getting carded, he's kind of calmed down a bit recently, but he does it's, it's a man new game. Yeah, him and McTominay. Oh, that'll be it. Him and McTominay will get layered into each other. Liverpool are five to seven for a game that they're going to ruin Man United. Well, then they should, no, they should have ruined them last year as well. Man, you, have Man you had Rashford, Lingard, and somebody else go off injured in the first half hour. There's there's something about there's something about when teams like top four teams play Man U, like Arsenal obviously drew them. Liverpool last year, I think they give them far too much respect. Yeah, like whereas teams like Leicester and West Ham will just go to Old Trafford and go, ah, these boys are here for the taking. Let's just fucking you know. We'd, in previous years, we would have just taken a loss and gone home. We might as well just go at this. Yeah. See, I, I think Liverpool, though, at the moment... I mean, I am a Liverpool fan, so I, I don't really have anything non-biased to say here, but I think we're 
we're in a really decent position, I, and we're kind of like you, you could tear them like a five nil. Yeah, I genuinely think it might be th- over three point five goals. And that's as we've got like a minute left. Yeah. So um, let's just say join the Facebook group, search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook. There's been some great stuff in there. Peter Glover, um, one of the members of the group, has been putting in some excellent shouts when it comes to any time goal scorers. So right. do have a wee look out for. He's on a treble tonight of them. So let's see what comes in with them. Have a look at this weekend on if you can get Fraser Hornby any time for Cotric against the name is fade me maybe standard liege they're playing mm-hmm. but have a look at it um, so join the Facebook group become a part of the community Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook you, you can, can get, get us on Twitter get myself at ASV Sports you get me at underscore Gordon Mick uh, me at John Walker underscore 1986 and you can get us all at Trample Bet where all the highlights from Scots Abroad are up all the picks will be posted whether good or bad um, best luck for the weekend happy hunting bye Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.